Hey, Josh. Yo, Emily. Jeez, don't you ever get tired of this tune? No way. It sets the mood. Yeah, a creepy downbeat mood. Right. That's exactly the atmosphere for a proper dungeon. Oh, come on. We can't always be this somber. How about this track instead? You know, when I said I wanted to hang out down here sometimes, I really didn't want us to change everything. Aww, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. You've been so good to put up with the decorations and the heaters. I'll stop. No, 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 it's okay. I just want to make sure we don't completely lose the vibe of this place. Agreed. We'll keep the lights and such, but from now on, I'll try to channel my inner Lydia Dietz. In fact, I'll make sure both my picks today are creepy in one way or another. How's that? I'm already feeling better. Alright, so for that first creepy track, we are going to go with a Super Famicom track from the game Alkahest. The title of this track is Alkahest Final Form, and the composer is Jun Ishikawa. This has to be one of my favorite final boss themes of all time. I don't know how to explain this exactly, but if you could put musical tones to forces in the universe that don't make sound, like time, space, gravity, chaos, etc., I think this is probably what you would get. That constant tolling bell that is just a few fractions behind the beat the incredible wall of percussion underneath it all, the random violin stabs and swoops. This is what a bending galaxy sounds like. Just incredible. And also, would you believe me if I told you that the composer on this, Jun Ishikawa, is the famed composer of the Kirby games? I don't think it's obvious, but I think once you know it's there, you can hear it. Wow. Well, I'm not totally um, surprised because, after all, 
Junie Shikawa is super talented. It's true. Um, and she could do whatever. You know, a lot of these video game composers really know how to fit whatever mood they're going for. But yeah, this track definitely um, is the definition. Well, I don't know. It's definitely the definition, but it defines tension for me. Yes. I would agree. I'm sorry. I'm just distracted listening to it. I really, really love this track. I just... There's this one particular low... Ew, that happens kind of midway through the loop that I get a chill down my spine every single time. It's like that note just travels down my back. So good. Mm. What did you mean by bending galaxy sounds? I just feel like if there were a way to put music to the sound of a galaxy that was being distorted, this is what it would sound like. And this is probably partially inspired by what the final boss is. The final boss of this game is sort of one of those situations where you're fighting against something that has become so powerful that it's... it's This happens a lot in Japanese games where the villain becomes so powerful they basically ascend to godhood or angel status, but it's like terrible. It's a terrible angel or it's a terrible omniscient force. Um, and this final boss is really beautiful and striking and just aesthetically awesome and terrible at the same time so it's just there's a lot of awesome wrapped up in it for me it was great i spent all night trying to beat this actually um i was playing this i pulled an all-nighter to beat this game i was just enjoying it so much at some point i think i was two stages in and i thought you know what i should probably go to bed it's getting late but, you know, maybe I can just continue. And then I wound up continuing for like five more hours. It was ridiculous. Wow. It was great. Sounds like fun. The sun was just rising as I beat the game. <laughs> it had that kind of pink glow in the sky. It just, it was, it fit with the game too, so. Wow. Well, you really are a late bird. Yeah, I am. Well, that's later than I would like to be staying up. I would like to go to bed before you can hear birds outside. That's kind of my mark. When you hear birds outside, it's like, all right, that's time. It's past time. Mm. But uh, otherwise, I just like to play video games in the void of the night. Well, for the song that I'd like to share, um, I'm going to go with City Menu from Sword World SFC. Um, this is another song written by Probably Yumi Kinoshita. Take a listen.
This is another song in my search for Yumiki no Shito. So the good news is, if you miss that golf sound, here it is. This has got to be a Kinoshita song. The bad news is, it's not quite up to the level of her work from Pebble Beach Golf Links or Harukanaru Augusta or Devil's Course or Wiley Akiseki on here. Um, it almost kind of sounds like they took some leftover music from those sessions and found places for them in this soundtrack. Oh, this doesn't sound like this was on the cutting room floor to me. This is grade A stuff. Mm. Well, it's good. I mean, like, I oh, here's what I'll say about that. It has the a great feel and a great melody, but Kinoshita, she usually sticks in like a really complicated solo or something like that somewhere. Oh, interesting. Interesting point. Yeah. So this is almost like too easy for her, you know? I get what you mean. But it's got that feel. Love it. Oh, it's got that happy 80s vibe. It kind of, you know, I didn't watch the TV show, mm -hmm. but I watched a movie of it, and I know the theme song. This kind of reminds me of Rainbow Bright. And it's not that it necessarily sounds like a song from Rainbow Bright, but it just has that sort of feel. Hmm. You know, it's funny. Um, I was listening to some... Uh golf game music, Yumi Kinoshita music on YouTube, and I was checking out the comments. I don't remember who wrote this, but they they called it um, 80s corporate business park music. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. It's just there to make you <laughs> more organized, more on top of your business, um, I can see that. Energy, I can see this you know. being underneath a montage of the proper way to file your filing cabinet. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And you can just, I can just see the actor is smiling like, you know, you alphabetize numbers before letters and holding <laughs> it up and smiling <laughs> to the camera. Yeah, not too spooky, not too dungeony, but hey, you know, you might, and you know, you might be slumming it with this creepy vibe, but I'm just on the lookout. I'm just searching for Yumi Kinoshita right now. I think she's and, in one of these rooms somewhere. And you are filing your evidence very carefully and properly away oh, into you got the filing it. cabinets <laughs> and smiling as you do it. My second track, we're going to go back to the spooky kind of down. I'm really trying to do this. I'm really trying to stay true to the dungeon vibe. So I'm going to go with a track that is titled The Suicided Dean. Uh-huh. <laughs> this comes to us. <laughs> it really sets it up, right? This comes to us from the game Famicom Tante Club 2. It's a Super Famicom game. And the composer is Kenji Yamamoto.
You might recall that patron Maxwell7301 recommended a track from the game Famicom Tante Club 2 to us. Well, I wound up listening to the rest of that OST because of that, and this track snared me in its beautiful, ghostly grip. You know what this reminds me of? There's a moment in the movie Beetlejuice when Lydia, speaking of channeling my inner Lydia, ventures into the attic for the first time. There's no dialogue, just a piece of score that plays under the scene called Lydia Discovers. I love this tune like I love that one for its pensive, respectful, introspective tone tinted with a hint of spookiness. Yeah, there's it's beautiful. It's beautiful and it is spooky. You know, to me there's nothing creepier than when there's a song that recalls both childhood and creeps you out at the same time. Oh yeah, so you're not yeah. This has kind of got a little bit of that. It's kind of like um that one song that plays in Akira. You know, a friend in, of mine and uh and I we used to talk about actually this is Dan again or Daniel. He was probably Daniel when we had this conversation. Hey, Dan. But we were talking about the things that would creep us out the most. And Mm. it was um, walking outside in the middle of the night and seeing a group of children wearing all white dancing in a circle. That's very interesting. And it's interesting, too, because you can put that's the combination of the spookiness and, and childhood works two different ways. You can have something like what you're talking about, where it is innocent looking, mm-hmm. but there is a deviousness to it. Or you can have it the other way, where it's something that looks devious, but actually it has a heart of gold. Oh, interesting. And I really like the latter. I kind of think that that sums up a lot of uh, Tim Burton's early movies, you know, things that seem like they should be creepy, but really they're the good ones. Mm. You know, all they all they want is just to be loved, but they have scissors for hands or they're skeletons and they want to find Christmas. Hey, and for a nice twist on that theme, I'm just going to reiterate my recommendation from last episode to you which is play that game um earthbound oh okay you gotta play that game because that'll uh, link into this uh this mix of creepy childhood well about. yeah it there's a question about innocence and um evil at the mm. end I'm intrigued. Get into that. Get there. You know what I really want to play? Just as an aside, I really want to play Mother, the first one. Uh, but I think that they are releasing it. I think there was an announcement that they are they are translating it. It was never translated uh, officially into English. And I think they might be doing that now, but I think they're releasing it for a system I don't have. So huh. Tragedy. So yeah. This is how I this is how I feel when I hear that Mother is going to be translated, but put out for a system that I don't have is this track right here. I read about Mother a little bit, um, and yeah, I think it, there's something uh, interesting going on there as well. Anyways, speaking of creepy mothers, 
for this next track, I'm gonna play... Oh, what the heck? Jukebox is choosing a song again on its own. Yay! Haunted Jukebox! Right on schedule. What's on tap today, Juke? Let's see. It pulled up a song from a TurboGrafx-16 title, Parasol Stars, the story of Bubble Bobble 3. And the composer on this one is Noriyuki Iwadare. Let's check it out. All right. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, the jukebox is, uh, just knows exactly what we need. Oh, such a good track. This track is totally vibing off of your Sword World track. Yep. These two hang out together. It takes it up school. a notch, I think, even. It does. This is the song that, that plays when you find Yumi Kinoshita. Oh, yeah. One thing I just wanted to say, hey, listener, if you're just joining us, I'm going to let you peek behind the curtain for a section, for a second, I mean. For a section. For a second. Um, the way we find these uh, haunted jukebox games is by randomizing. We use a random number generator to choose a system, the game, and then the track off the game. So right. that's how we came up with this one. Yeah, so we are not, we are absolutely not... Uh fudging the cards we are really pulling something that uh just comes up as a number and this is our first time hearing it and as soon as it started uh getting into that first melody we were jamming we were yeah we couldn't stop pumping our fists what else were we doing bobbing our heads 
I think I was just kind of generally exclaiming, yes, this is awesome. Ah. Yeah, Emily was just waving her hands in the air uh, <laughs> at random. Yeah, and you were doing like a, a, a jazz hands ending. Not jazz hands, more like hyper hands. Yeah. <laughs> just going absolutely nuts. <clears throat> wow. I mean... I like the I don't have a lot too. of experience with the Bubble Bobble games beyond mm -hmm. just straight up Bubble Bobble and also Bust a Move or Puzzle Bobble. Mm -hmm. So the number of songs that I know from this franchise is relatively small. This game, though, had over 200 tracks on it. And um, I'm going to have to listen to them all because, wow. I'm so into this. Does this sound like a song that you would write lyrics to? I think that there need to be lyrics to this song. Uh, well, if you challenge me, I may, I may give it a go. Or you know what? I might write lyrics about when you find Yumi Kinoshita. <laughs> <laughs> Will you find Kinoshita? She is your dream girl. Wait. Yumi Kinoshita. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, thanks, Jukebox. That was crazy. Yeah. Well, should we end it there then? Did you have another track that you wanted to play, or is the Jukebox uh, going to usurp you once again? Once again, I don't even remember how I was going to play, because the Jukebox just nailed it. <laughs> Blew it out of the water. Yeah. So, yeah. Tune into our next Dungeon episode in two weeks to hear... Um, more picks from Emily and myself. Yep, personal choices. Yep. And, uh, and you, the randomized jukebox. And different stuff happens on, in the dungeon, you know? Sometimes uh, the carrot man visits us. Sometimes or... you practice on the karaoke machine. That's right. And then join us next week at the bar. Right, at the regular meetup with everybody else where we take your suggestions and recommendations as patrons of the VGM Jukebox and play them and react to them and read your testimonials. And hey, have you ever recommended a track? Uh, if not, I suggest that you do so by going to the VGM Jukebox at blogspot.com, clicking on the suggested track link on the right hand side and um, yeah, just tell us what you, what you want to hear and what you want to share. And uh, also share your feelings about that track, and we'll play it at the bar with everybody else. Right. And feel free to email us, too, with suggestions or comments or thoughts. We have an iTunes page. Check that out. We have a YouTube channel. Check that out. We're all over the place these days. Yeah, except the important places, like Twitter and... <laughs> Facebook. Uh, and Facebook. <laughs> um, you know... We're just not there. That's all I'm going to no, say about that. Not quite cool enough. But you just started a Twitter, right? Oh, I did. Um, but mostly I just did that so that uh, I knew how to use Twitter. Mm -hmm. And so that I could say that I had one. Just to keep up with the times. I made exactly one tweet proclaiming the fact that I joined Twitter and then followed Strong Bad. <laughs> Which obviously was the most important first thing to do when you join Twitter. So. And we all must do that. Um, so yes. how can we follow you on Twitter, though? And just in case um, there's a, a tweet number two. <laughs> Someday, yes. 
Um, go to Twitter, search for Key Glyph. Right. That is my internet moniker. Mm-hmm. And uh, follow me if you find a person with a key glyph as her avatar with exactly one tweet. That's me. You found the right person. All right. Well, I guess that's it. So I'm a, I'm a scoot. You're going to take off? All right. Well, I'm probably just going to hang out in this dungeon for, you know, a couple more hours or something like that. Uh Maybe I'm gonna just roll around in this dust for a while. <laughs> I'm beginning to suspect that you actually have started living down here, um, but you're not telling me that. Um, you're just making like you're gonna leave later, but really, you just uh, curl up. Well, you know, on a cold winter's night, there's nothing quite like cobblestone. And um, slime, maybe a little water drippage, just to get you in that, you know, that seasonal, that mood, you know, it's like, couldn't be any danker than this. Sure. Yeah. I kind of feel like that should be on some kind of holiday card. It couldn't be any danker than this. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. It's, It's the most dankest time of the year. Sure. All right, cool. Well, you get your dank on. I will. I will see you at the bar next week, and I'll see you here in two. All right. See you there. Bye. Bye.